0: episode 132 of curry in the pot is dedicated to george floyd george floyd was murdered in minneapolis minnesota by a police officer i wanted to at least say a few words before we get to the episode i recorded this episode this past wednesday but i am talking to you guys now on sunday may 31st and i just couldn't release this episode without at least saying a few words. Um, I know, you know, everybody, you know, mainly people of color are outraged and angry and upset. And I understand, I totally understand. Everybody has a right to be angry and upset because another black man, another person of color was murdered by a police officer. And I too am upset. And it's crazy because I'm, I've almost become numb. When I first saw the video, I, I I really just couldn't believe it. I just I just became extremely numb. But I just wanted to say a few words and encourage you guys, and just say a couple of more things. You know, this this stuff has to stop. And you know, it's just like it, it keeps happening. It's a, it's like a never-ending cycle. You know, Eric Garner, Alton Sterling, Tamir Rice. Um, Oscar Grant, so many Mike Brown, so many people, and it, it has to stop. But in order for this to stop, I just want to say a few things, and I, I hope nobody takes this the wrong way. But I'm, I'm being careful about how I word these things. But we have to we have to do better as a people, and I mean I mean to say uh, I mean to say this by like we have to vote, we have to get out and vote. I'm not just talking about the presidential. Um, election. I'm talking about voting for mayors, voting for governors, all these congressmen, you know, all these people uh, that are judges. We have to do better and we have to vote. And another thing I want to say is I, I, I'm I all for the protests. I'm all for people expressing themselves. But I just don't want this to be an issue or be a thing where, you know, we're protesting for a few days or, or a week. And... And we stop, and we just move on with our normal lives. You cannot expect to impact change by just doing it for you know a few days and, and a week. You know what I'm saying? That that's just that's really just my opinion on it. And I hope that you guys listen to what I'm saying and the tone that I'm saying it in because we just have to do better. Like I said, I do agree with you know the protests. I'm not uh, gonna bash anybody for looting um, because everybody expresses themselves. In different ways, so I just wanted to say, you know, uh, my deepest condolences go out to all the friends and family of George Floyd, and I hope you guys enjoy episode number one thirty-two. Peace and love, everybody. Everybody, continue to stay safe. I Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the three hundred one. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 132 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host. I'm your guy, Mike Curry. And I'm back here with another episode, man. I'm back here with another quarantine-style mailbag episode. I'm your guy. I'm your host, man. And last week, we had another episode. That was episode number 131. Uh, You know, just normal things, man. Normal quarantine-style things. But I had a good time. Uh, Talking to everybody that pulled up on me and uh, of course all the questions that was asked. I appreciate it My guy Jalen Hunter man, he did freeze my live last week man. We gotta talk about that, bro He froze my live up man, Um, but again big shout out to everybody that joined me last week. We had a ball but um Before I start man, of course, I want to shout out to all the essential workers we are very thankful and appreciative of you guys and Everything you're doing is going unnoticed unnoticed especially by me Mike Curry, but yeah, big shout out to all the doctors, the nurses, the people working in restaurants, and also the people handling mail. You know, U- UPS, USPS, Amazon, DHL, all of that stuff, man. Big shout out to everybody that's still going to work, man. I know things are slowly reopening, but everybody continue to be safe. But yeah, I'm here again, and I see I got some questions that's already been dropped, so I'm gonna hop into these, man, and. Yeah, let's get it going. So the first question was asked by my guy, Brandon. He said, what do you think about Dak's contract dispute? Honestly, I think Dak Prescott is being selfish. Um, But I, I do understand where he's coming from, man. But he's also, you know, it's reported that he turned out, you know, a lot of money. And I don't. Me personally, I don't think that Dak is even a top 10 quarterback. Uh, you know, he may be top half, but I would say that's barely. But I think you can put a number of quarterbacks on the same team under that same system and they will get the same same results if not better. But um, he has made improvements. But I, I do understand it from the standpoint, you know, he was a fourth round pick and he wants to cash in on those discount years that, you know, that he already got man he you know led them to 13 and 3 record him and Zeke uh, his first year and pretty much he's been really good w- with the exception of with the exception of the year that Zeke was suspended but he's been solid but I do think he's a product of Ezekiel Elliott and before they got Amari Cooper you know I had my big my big big doubts about him but I think you know he's been a little bit greedy I think that you know he needs to just go ahead and agree to this deal because You know, whatever deal that he takes is going to handicap the team regardless, but he's still holding out for more and more money. And I'm just like, you know, you're not worth it, man. You're not Mahomes, you're not Russell Wilson. You're not not on that level. You know what I'm saying? You're not Deshaun Watson. You're not, not any of those guys. But yeah, man, that's, that's that's my spin on it, man. That's my spin on the Dak contract, man. And you guys know I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm not a big, I, you know, I think Dak is cool, man. I think he's cool, but I think he's asking for a little too much money, man. I don't think he's a horrible QB or a horrible person by any means, but He's not worth the price tag that he's asking for. And like I said, man, you know, the NFL, it is a business. These sports, at the end of the day, these professional sports teams and franchises, it's it's a business. It's a business. And I understand, you know, you want to make however much money you think you can make. You want to cash in. So, I mean, like I said, I see both sides. Next question. We got, um, my guy Slap. He asked me, um, big shout out to my guy Slap. He said, um... Thoughts on the NBA potential playoffs with the top 16 and the extra teams in the West being allowed to make a push. I like it. And I also like it from the standpoint, because if there was ever a time where the NBA was going to do an experiment an experiment with, you know, different formats, different teams and stuff like that, it is now. We just had a big hiatus. We're still having a hiatus. Obviously, you know, COVID-19 has impacted a lot of things, and professional sports happens to be one of them. So if if there was ever a time where you were going to experiment, it would be now because they're saying that games will be played If the season comes back, which I think it will be, you know, at this point, because things starting to heat up, you know, in Orlando or Las Vegas. So you are really only traveling between two different places. So if you want to experiment, that's cool. And the West has always been a loaded conference in itself. And I guess since the NBA has been gone for so long, you want to see the best of the best. And that would also include, you know, seeing different matchups, man. No conferences. So, you know, you could see West teams taking on East teams, man. And I think that would be dope. And like I said, man, this is the perfect time to experiment because this has never happened before. We've had NBA lockouts, but we've never had the season stopped in the middle of the season. We've never had that. So this will be the first time to experiment. And I I would like to see an experiment, you know, something different from the norm, something different from what we've seen our whole lives, something that's always happened. You know what I'm saying? So I would be very, very glad to see, you know, just a change of pace, just something different. Great question. Um Let's see. So Brandon said Do you think the NBA should only invite top ten teams from each conference play out 10 to 15 games? Nah, not really. Not really. I don't I to me I don't really want to see any unnecessary games. Um I don't really want to see any more unnecessary games. Um but I'm not I'm not against that though. I'm not against what you asked. Next question is Well, it was more of a statement by my guy B. Jones, the co-producer of Curry in the Pot. Big shout out to my guy B. Jones. He said Brad Bill said on all the smoke that he almost got traded to OKC on draft night for Harden. I thought that was I thought that was crazy, because if you remember, that was the same year, 2012, that was the same year that OKC had just lost to um the Miami Heat and the NBA Finals. I don't know why I just drew a blank there. But in that series, James Harden was pretty much non-existent. And you know, to explore a trade for a guy younger and it plays the same position, I think that would that, that, that was just for them to try to um explore that. And big shout out to Sam Presty. He's one of the best you know GMs in the league. So Big shout-out to him, man. That would have been crazy, though, man, to see a trio of Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook it would have been different. And they actually would have – the Thunder would have actually got a better investment than what they traded James Harden for because James Harden was traded um, a couple of months later to the Houston Rockets, and they didn't really – they didn't even get close to fair value. So if they would have got Bradley Bill, you know, trajectories of careers would have been different. We would have sent James Harden in Houston. I mean, not in Houston, uh, in Washington with John Wall. That, that would have been crazy, man. That would have been crazy. Next question. We got Hall of Fame ceremony for Kobe, KG, and Tim Duncan pushed to 2021. Yeah, man. I think considering based on everything that has happened, it's it's just to do that because this is arguably the greatest class ever. You know what I'm saying? We haven't really seen a stacked class like this so for them to push it back to hopefully, you know, those guys get honored the right way, especially the late great Kobe Bryant is something I'm, I'm for. Next question. Um, do the Wizards have a free bill? That's a conflict of interest. You know what I'm saying? And I can't even say do the Wizards ever free bill because Bradley Bill just signed an extension just signed an extension to re-up for a couple of more years so he's not necessarily you know what I'm saying he, he could have declined it you know what I'm saying you can't franchise a guy in the NBA you can't franchise tag him so for him for him to say free excuse me for him to say free for you to say free I don't I, it's only fair if he didn't sign an extension but I'm hoping I'm, I'm hoping that the Wizards can do something different maybe they make some better uh, financial decisions in the future um you know not overpay guys like how they did for Otto porter you know what i'm saying hopefully john wall can come back to some type of version of himself and hopefully we get to see that duo that backcourt compete and compete at a very high level because bradley bill has definitely ascended into uh, an elite player um you know he averaged 30 this season so big shout out to bradley bill Um, next question. Do you think that trio would have won a championship? So you're referring to the previous question. asked: Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Russell Westbrook. Um, hmm. That's tough to say, man. I think they could have. I think they could have. But Bradley Beal just started to really, really ascend this past year. Uh, I know he was an all-star for the first time a couple of years ago. But that's... I think they could have simply because, because after they lost James Harden, they never really quite replaced him. They never did. They never did. They would try. They would. It would go after people like Deion Waiters and you know Kevin Martin. He was he was an he was an all right player, man. Um, but they just never really they never really found that third guy again. So that's what hampered them. But I think Bradley Beal, man, he definitely could have did some damage with the Thunder. Yeah, hey, BJ's I agree, man, Harden would have been the king of D.C., man. It would have been crazy to see James Harden in D.C., bro. And I'm pretty sure he would have still became the same type of star that he became in Houston. I believe Kevin McHale was the coach when James Harden first got to Houston. And he was a star from day one. I believe he dropped like 37 in his debut game as a Houston Rocket. So I definitely think he would have had the same type of impact on the Washington Wizards. Mika, what's going on? How you doing, family? I see. So, then, will they make a decision between Bill and Wall or be stuck? I think, I think, here's what I think is going to happen. So, I think they're going to try to make another run, which I think will most likely go unsuccessful. But I think they're going to try to make another run. I don't know if they'll be able to acquire other talent, other players. But I think they'll try to make another run with Bill and Wall. And I think... There are two contracts aligned where they'll both be free agents at the same time after their current deals are up. So I guess they would blow it up if you know they don't reach whatever goal they have in mind. I don't know what goal they have in mind. I know the goal that every NBA team has in mind is to win a championship, but the realistic goal they have in mind, I don't know. We just have to wait and see, man. We, we really, really do. It really is just going to depend on how John Wall comes back. That's that, That's all we got. That's that's all we have to, you know, that's all we have to go off of. And I absolutely agree, man. They need a third guy. They need somebody somebody who can score it, man. And they need a third guy. They need a third guy, man. I don't know if Rui will evolve into that type of guy. I do like Rui Hachimura. He has some promise. But they need a third guy. I think they need like a small forward or a true dominant big. I don't know. I do like Thomas Bryant. He's solid. But they definitely need another guy, man. Questions, man. What's going on? How's everybody doing, man? I need some more questions. Some good ones so far. What's going on, family? What's going on? Who would fit best with Bradley Beal and John Wall? Hmm. Hmm. It's a good question, man. It's a good question. I'm trying to think of an elite player that could be uh, an elite player who would be. Somewhat available somewhat available for them to select or trade for um or sign. I think I think the Mar de Rosen would be a, a slight a slight move. I think he's a free agent after this year. I think DeMar DeRozan would be a nice little pickup uh if the Wizards were to get him and I know DeMar DeRozan, you know, has the tendency to choke in the playoffs, not really show up, but I definitely believe that he's out of San Antonio. I, I can see that. Um, so I think as far as availability, I don't cause I don't really think a lot of guys are gonna be super, super available and, I, and the Wizards don't really have the assets to go out and make a big trade. I like this question, Lee Jones. Where do you think the LaMelo Ball lands and who do you think would be the best fit? So I do think the Wizards, if they have the chance, should they should, they should get LaMelo Ball. You don't know how John Wall is gonna come back. You don't know how he's gonna come back. You don't know if he's gonna be 100% healthy. Lamelo Ball is also a combo guard, man. He's about six seven, so he can even he can even slide in at the three uh, at that at that height and be another playmaker. I will I would like to see that, man. I'm a big I'm a big fan of uh, Lamelo Ball. I think he's gonna be better than his brother Lonzo. Um, obviously better than LiAngelo. but I like Lamelo Ball. I think another fit. Uh, I guess team-wise, a team that's clamoring for some star power is the New York Knicks. But as far as the fit there, I don't really like it. That's a bad organization. Franchise isn't very well run. Um, but he's he's going to be box office from day one, man. Thanks for seeing eye to eye with me on that one, Brandon. Um, I think <laughs> my mom said ball control. Ball control (laughs) Um, Yeah, I do think I do think that DeRozan would be a nice fit on the Wizards, man I think that's a guy I should potentially go after Um, Wiz needs someone who can and is willing to play off the ball For sure, man And there's not a lot of guys who are necessarily willing to do that So they're kind of limited I think they need a collection They need a collection But I, I, I think DeMar DeRozan will be a nice pickup, man I do think that would be cool. That would be solid. That would be solid because cause you got to think about availability. I don't know how many stars or guys who used to be stars or star level guys are going to be even available. But the Wizards definitely do need a third guy. I don't know if they can, um, you know, swing and hit on a big trade. I don't know, man. I don't know if GM Tommy Shepard is fully equipped to do that. Um... Yeah, Knicks definitely need star power. Yeah, they do, man. I think LaMelo Ball could definitely fill that void if he were, in fact, get drafted by the Knicks, man. Um, I'm curious, man. I hope he ends up on a nice team, though. I, I like LaMelo, man. I do, man. But I think the Knicks will hand him the keys immediately. But they, the Knicks been striking out on so many people, lottery, haven't really had any luck. So hopefully they find some luck here and get some star-level guys. Thoughts on the Knicks link to Tibbs? Um, I actually never. I actually didn't even see that, bro. I didn't even see that. But I think, I think it could work, man. Uh, Tom Thibodeau, he's a, he's a guy, man. I think, and I think he's learned from his mistakes. He's learned from um, playing guys too much. And in, in the Chicago days, the the fallout that happened in Minnesota, they wanted to go in a different direction. I'm just worried more so about the Knicks organization because they just don't seem like a very trustworthy organization. So I think I think that would I think it could work, but I don't know, man. Knowing the Hawks front office, they'll take LaMelo even if he doesn't fit. You are a Hawks fan and I do feel for you. That is something that the Hawks would probably do. But I think the best fit for the Hawks would be to get James Wiseman. I think that would be a nice fit, James Wiseman, to pair with John Collins and Trey Young. I think that would be cool. Definitely don't see how that fit would work though. Trey Young and LaMelo, man. I think. I mean, I guess ceiling wise, you could if that were to happen, maybe like CJ McCullum and Damian Lillard. Um, but we'll see, man. We'll see. That'd be lit, though. That'd be lit, though, the mellow ball and the ATL. That'd be kind of lit. <laughs> Let's see, family. What else we got? Any more questions? I don't know why everybody didn't pull up, man. Anybody Anybody want to request me? Anybody want to request me, man? If you, if you want to, man, go ahead and send that request over. Let me see who we still got in here. We still got a few people in here. Okay. But yeah, man, if anybody wants to request me, man, go ahead and send that over. We'll go ahead and send some more questions over, man. See, I've been going live for about... Well, I've been going live for about 30 minutes, but the episode itself has been about 18 minutes. Question. Is there a team that can beat the Chiefs next season? Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Um, For sure, man. I will say the Ravens, definitely. The Tennessee Titans almost beat them. I don't know if they'll come back the same or come back better. I don't know. But I think the Ravens are a team that could potentially beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs did pretty much bring back their whole team with the exception of Kendall Fuller. So that's going to be key to see. I do like the little bit of quiet stuff they did in the draft. Um, But yeah, I think the Ravens could definitely beat the Chiefs for sure. Titans, you can't really count them out based on what they did last season. I don't know if they'll have a hangover. But uh, the, the Ravens could definitely beat the Chiefs, man. Um. Yeah, can we talk some football? For sure. What do you think about AB working out? So, I saw that Dwayne Haskins, Antonio Brown, Stefan Diggs, and Chad Senko were all working out, and I saw um, I see. Yeah, I saw Haskins throwing the ball to AB. I think that'll be cool, man. I don't know if. I think Ron Rivera is the type of coach that could handle that. I just want to see AB back in the league, though, personally. But that would be an interesting fit because the Skins are a team that are still lacking some star power on offense, especially. But I don't don't know if they'll take a chance on AB or not, man. I really don't know. I kind of would like to see it because I do. I'm a big fan of Antonio Brown, but we'll just have to see. Next question is, what teams do you think will benefit the most from the NFL playoffs having a seventh seed? Okay, right off the bat, I would say the Cowboys because their team is always on the cusp of missing the playoffs or making it. Another team I would say is the LA Rams because they're in a division that has gotten better over the last couple of years, especially has gotten better ever since they won that division and made the Super Bowl. You know, they still have the 49ers who made the Super Bowl last year. You still got the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. You also got the Arizona Cardinals who are on the rise. So I think a team like the Rams would definitely benefit. Pretty much that whole division would benefit from having an additional C making the playoffs. Another team that I think could benefit is hmm, maybe like an NFC North team. You got the Packers that's in that division, and you also got the Minnesota Vikings in that division. The Lions are definitely a tough out. You also got the Bears. Um, That's a division that's always really interesting. Definitely been an interesting division over the last couple of years. You know, the Bears won it two years ago. The Packers won it last year. The Vikings were also good, and they uh, made the playoffs. Also, the NFC South, the team like the Buccaneers could possibly benefit because they didn't make the playoffs last year. The Saints did. And, you know, you got the Falcons in that division as well um, who are proving to be a tough out Maybe they'll get their act together have a better year this year. But we'll see, man. But those are some teams right off the bat that I could think of, especially because the NFC is, is better than the AFC. So those teams that I mentioned definitely could benefit from the um, playoffs, adding an extra team. What team is the best fit for Antonio Brown? I would say the Baltimore Ravens. They're another team who can handle that type of – another another franchise that can handle that type of personality rather and he would also be able to team up with Lamar Jackson and also his younger cousin Marquise Hollywood Brown I think that'll be an interesting fit and he will also get something that he probably wants and that's to play the Steelers twice a year so I think that'll be a nice fit the Seahawks is another team that I think could take him in uh, I thought the Bucks would be a nice fit but Brooks Arians has since shot that down but I think those two teams that I mentioned at first the Ravens and the um the ravens and the seahawks they can make it work next question where do you think cam will land i don't know i don't know um it's tricky because i think cam newton is probably going to play the waiting game now obviously we don't want to see anybody get hurt but the fact of the matter is that injuries is a part of the game i think that's what cam newton is waiting for and I also think Cam Newton is a guy that would be prepared to sit out for an extended length of time. I definitely will see that. But I honestly don't know, man. I would just say if someone gets hurt, Cam Newton will get that call, man. He'll get that call. If Ben Roethlisberger plays bad, though, if he gets hurt again, I can see the Steelers calling Cam Newton up. I can see that. Um, Do you think Teddy Bridgewater would be a good fit for the Panthers? This is a good one, and this is a question that I haven't really gotten asked. I don't think I've ever gotten this question asked. Um, let's see. I don't know, man. I don't know. Teddy Bridgewater is an instant guy, man. In Minnesota, he was playing well and up until he got hurt. This past season on the Saints, when Drew Brees went out with a thumb injury, he won five games and he was really good. For the Panthers, though, he doesn't really have the same type of weapons, man. He doesn't have the luxury of having a Michael Thomas or an Alvin Kamara. He does have Christian McCaffrey, though. Let me not. Get that misconstrued because Christian McCaffrey, I think, is the best all-around back in football. Uh, I would say Saquon is the best overall, but Christian McCaffrey is definitely elite in his own right. And he's definitely um, he's definitely a game changer. I love Christian McCaffrey, man. Shout out to CMC. Uh, so he does have that. He does have... Um, I don't really know who the Panthers got as far as weapons, though. I know Curtis Samuel is still there. Uh, DJ Moore, they still do, do still have him. I don't really know what they I know they went defense heavy in the draft, so maybe they could be trying to have Teddy Bridgewater be a game manager and feed McCaffrey. I don't know, man. So we're just gonna have to see. But Teddy Bridgewater is definitely a solid QB, man, and I'm always rooting for the black QB. So shout out to Teddy Bridgewater, man. I'm hoping that marriage with the Carolina Panthers works. And they also do have a new head coach, Matt Rule. Uh, Coming from the college ranks coming from Baylor, so we'll just have to see man But I think that team is definitely gonna be more so defensive oriented, but I think it could potentially work Thoughts on Damian Lillard's comments about sitting out if he doesn't have a chance at the playoffs. I don't disagree but at the same time bro like You guys should have took care of business when you had the chance when you guys had the chance So I don't disagree with it, but at the same time Like he had the chance, these what sixty plus games that everybody else played. So we'll see, man. But uh, I don't, I don't, I don't blame him though. If you don't have a chance to play on, I I wouldn't really play either. What's the point? You're just gonna come back from a long layoff and risk injury. If you don't have a shot at the playoffs, I wouldn't play either. Um, thoughts on the Giants hiring Joe Judd. So I've been hearing, man that he's been getting a lot of praise, man, from, like, Nick Saban. And he's coming from that tree. Um, I don't really have too many thoughts about it, man. It's kind of it's kind of unknown, you know? It's it's kind of unknown. So I'm just, you know, I hope I want to see a guy succeed. And I think it could potentially work, man. I think he'll last longer than, what's the guy, Pat Shermer. So we'll, we'll just have to see, man. I, I don't really know too much about Joe Judge. I just know... That he's a, a, a Nick Saban disciple, so we'll just have to see. What do you think about Brady and Gronk in Tampa Bay? I thought that was a. I thought that, I think that's a good fit, man, because um, it gives Tom Brady a weapon that he has a lot of familiar familiarity <laughs> familiarity with, and um, that's going to be good, man. That's going to be good for him. You know, tight ends are often known as a security blanket. And Rob Gronkowski also took a year off from football, man. So, you know, that's a guy that's had a lot of injury history. I think the year off from football definitely benefited him. And that's going to be a great safety valve from Tom Brady and someone that he already has that chemistry with. He's going to have to get the chemistry with the rest of the guys. So, I definitely think getting Gronk doesn't doesn't hurt. And to answer the second part of your question, do you think it will be the same as being with the Patriots? I think you're gonna see. I honestly think it could be better, man. The Patriots is a system. It's, it's a system, you know what I'm saying? They they have a certain way that they run things, boost Arians. He's more of a laid back, um, easy going, fun guy. And I think that it'll be it might be more fun, man. These guys might feel younger playing on the Bucks. My guy Bink just stepped in. Uh, Brandon, we got another question from you. Who do you have winning the NFC South? That's tough. But I'm going to have to go with the Saints. I can't really bet against them. Um, I mean, I can bet against them, but I'm just going off of, based on what I've seen from the last few years, has been consistency from the Saints. I could be wrong, but they did pick up Emmanuel Sanders, who I think is a, is a really good uh, number two wide receiver. Absolutely. Uh, He was the number one receiver on the 49ers last year. So, to be a a number two, to pair with Michael Thomas, I think that could be very, very special. And you still got Alvin Kamara. You still got Drew Brees. Hopefully, they can keep him fresh. Um, They do got Jameis Winston back up. So, if Drew Brees wants to sit out out a couple of games, Jameis could definitely step in. Taysom Hill is also still there. Um... But I would have to say the Saints, man. I just got to see the Buccaneers play. And another area of concern that I have for the Buccaneers is that defense has a lot of of question marks for me. Excuse me. Between CeeDee, Ruggs, and Judy, who do you think will have the best rookie year? Then who do you think will have a better career? Okay. So I think it's a tie between CeeDee Lamb and Henry Ruggs. I mean, CeeDee Lamb and Jerry Judy because Jerry Judy is going to be pretty much the number one guy besides Cortland Sutton. He's going to be opposite of Cortland Sutton and he's going to be a good weapon for Drew Locke. But um, as far as Jerry, I mean, as far as CeeDee Lamb, he's going to be in a system where he's going to have a lot of opportunities because, you know, Amari Cooper is going to receive a lot of attention. Michael Gallup, who had a big year last year, is going to receive a lot of attention. So I think, CeeDee Lamb, I probably give the edge to CeeDee Lamb, even though I think Jerry Judy is the best receiver, which is why I would say Jerry Judy will have the better career. Shout out to all those receivers, man. I was a really big fan of this wide receiver class, and particularly those three guys, man. But uh, Henry Ruggs, I don't know, man. He's on the Raiders. Raiders as a team has a lot of question marks. You know, Derek Carr. I don't know how he'll perform. I don't know how the Raiders will perform in general, but I think John Gruden will probably have some plans for Henry Ruggs, a guy that I really like. Sean, what's up, bro? How's it going, man? Thanks for tuning in. Oh, I forgot. I forgot, man. I done got so deep into these questions that I forgot to make my announcement. So i talking to a few of you about it. And um, I'm happy and proud to announce that I'm now a college graduate good to say, man. I'm a college graduate um, of Bowie State University, the illustrious Bowie State University. I got my degree in criminal justice, bachelor's of science with a concentration in community-based corrections. Um, I know it's kind of weird to say that because I'm, I'm doing a whole podcast, but I got a criminal justice degree. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to announce to everybody that I got my degree. And uh, yeah, I'm a college graduate, man. Shout out to me, I guess. Um, it took me a long time, man. It was a long road. Um, as far as, um, as far as going through school, man. I, for those, a lot of people know I've been in school for a while. Um, but the perseverance was the main thing for me, man, to get over the hurdle and you know transferring schools to failing classes. I overcame a lot of obstacles, but I was able to. To graduate man so that's the most important thing man I'm, I'm a college graduate the first in my household to do it too so thank you everybody just congratulate me in the comments i really really appreciate you guys a uh, big shout out to my audience i also got another announcement but i ain't gonna tell y'all yet all i gotta say is music is part of the announcement we do know i'm talking about. big shout out to everybody those in the comments love and support but um you guys got any more questions i will answer them but if not i'll definitely wrap this thing up man we got about 30 minutes of content so that's definitely good enough man definitely leave up this igtv video for the people who couldn't be here with me tonight you know Ty-Kura said she couldn't be here um i know a couple of people wanted to be here but they just you know for whatever reason couldn't be here so Definitely leave that up, man. But big shout out to everybody that tuned in. Everybody that so love, man. I'm your guy. I'm your host, Mike Curry. And I am signing out, man. Episode number 132 is in the books. Peace out, everybody. I love you guys.